0: I realize this week, no matter how many times this day has visited me, I'm constantly reminded about how much I need a day like this. At this moment of Ni'ilah, when the day is waning and my need for food and water seem weaker than any time over these past 24-ish hours, I remember why we do this. I understand why from yesterday at sundown millions of people around the world like you abstained from eating and drinking and physical intimacy many of them wore white others wore white robes such as i wear it's called the kittle and over the course of the day we also recited a series of confessionals and there is an unavoidable conclusion staring clearly at us the white robes our burial shrouds. The confessional is a variation of a deathbed confessional that I personally have said over many a person as they have taken their last breath. The prohibition of eating and intimacy, it all approximates what happens when we are no longer alive. For all intents and purposes, today has been a dress rehearsal for death. I admit, I admit that most people including many Jews. Think of Yom Kippur as a 24-hour, 25-hour caffeine headache capped off with a lox and bagels binge. But at its deepest level, it's also a dry run. It is the one day of the year when we are asked to look at our mortality clear in the face. So tonight, our question is simple. Why is anything here? The German philosopher, Leibniz, who lived 300 years ago, ask why there is anything rather than nothing, when nothing is so much easier than something. In other words, Leibniz was saying that our existence and presence in this world is not accidental, and that through questioning and living, suffering, comforting, lamenting, loving, you could understand that life is a response to that question. If you listen carefully to the whisper of this day, you do not have forever and whatever you are charged to do in this world, it must be done. In the early age of the movies, 100 something years ago, the studios wield an incredible amount of control over the actors. In fact, actors signed contracts with the studio for a term of years to star in a prescribed number of films. In return, The studios marketed them, fed them, clothed them, housed them, vacationed them. They were completely responsible for their public relations and public persona. It was a stable, and the actors were the horses. Appearances were carefully crafted, just as who they were seen with in public and what they did. With that in mind, the story goes that an interviewer once said to the generational movie star, Cary Grant, Everyone would love to be Harry Grant, he said. And the answer supposedly came back from Grant, so would I. The European rabbi, Mendel of Kotsk was heard once saying, if I am not I and you are not you, then who will be me and who will ever be you? The hardest thing to be in this world is yourself, not some derivative saccharine version of what you are, but the authentic yearning real you, the you that that God created to be, and you that God waits to see. We are here to search over and over again until we find all of it. So there was a story told about an impoverished man by the name of Rabbi Yitzchak Benyanko. He lived in Krakow. He lived in poverty for many years. One night he dreamed that there was a treasure under a specific bridge in Prague At first, he didn't pay the attention to any dream, assuming it was just wishful thinking. But then the dream kept repeating itself, night after night after night, and he began to reconsider his dismissal of it. So he set off to Prague. A long, tiring journey, only to discover that the bridge was right next to the royal palace and heavily guarded all the time. Soldiers marched up and down, alert and ready, looking for any kind of trouble that they might see. So digging under the bridge was clearly not a possibility. But Rabbi Yitzchak was not going to give up that easily. He returned to the bridge day after day, looking here and looking there, until the guards began to recognize him. They became curious. Why do you come to the bridge every day, they said. And one of the guards asked him, are you waiting to see someone? And Rabbi Yitzchak knew they wouldn't believe some half-baked kind of excuse, so he told them the truth about his dream. And the one guard listened, and threw his head back and he laughed and he said, I also had a dream that a certain Jew, a Rabbi Yanko from Krakow, has buried treasure under his home. Rabbi Yitzhak hurried off to buy a ticket for the first train back to Krakow. What's the message of the story? Is it not true that our treasures are usually the things that are closest to us? So close in fact that you fail to see them? The psychoanalyst Jung once coined the term collective unconsciousness to refer to the part of the mind that are common to all human beings. His, pro- his protagonist, Freud, interpreted dreams on the object level, meaning how dreams, dreams relate specifically to the person who dreamt them alone. So who's right, Jung or Freud? Who's to say? I personally lean to Jung because all human dreams share so many common themes. Is it any surprise that we often dream about our fears because humans have lots of fears? And what are we afraid of after all? Well, we're afraid of being hurt, we're afraid of being humiliated, we're afraid of failure, we're afraid of success, we're afraid of being alone and we're afraid of connections, we're afraid to listen to what our hearts are telling us. We're afraid to be unhappy and we're afraid to be too happy. But that Oscar Wilde once said, there are only two tragedies in life, not getting what you want and getting what you want. We're afraid of not having our parents' approval and we're afraid of accepting ourselves for who we really are. We're afraid of bad health and good fortune. We're afraid of envy and of having too much. We're afraid to have hope for things that we might not get and we're afraid of change and we're afraid of not changing. We're afraid of something happening to our kids and our jobs. We're afraid of not having control. and We're afraid of our own power. We are afraid of how briefly we are alive and for how long we shall pass from this world. And we're afraid that after we pass on, we won't have mattered. We are afraid of being responsible for our own lives. And it's okay to be afraid because your life matters. But you're not alone in caring for your life. Surrounded by a tradition of 3,000 years to help and a God who wants nothing from you except the best that you can give yourself, Hashem, the psalmist once wrote, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. One last story. This comes from Vienna, the museum where one of my personal heroes, Victor Frankl, had his apartment, his office, and now it is a museum. And on the inside of the museum is this little story that Franco used to tell his students. It goes like this. One day a man said to God, God, I would like to know what heaven and hell are like. God showed the man two doors. Inside the first one in the middle of the room was a large round table with a large pot of stew. It smelled delicious. and made the man's mouth water. But the people sitting around the table were thin and sickly. They appeared to be famished. They were holding spoons with very long handles, and each found it impossible to reach into the pot of the stew and take a spoonful, because they were so large, because the handle was longer than their arms. They couldn't get the spoon back into their mouths. The man shuddered at the thought of the misery and the suffering, and God said to him, you've just seen hell. Behind the second door, the room appeared exactly the same. There was a large round table with a large pot of wonderful stew that made the man's mouth water. The people had the same long-handled spoons, but they were well-nourished, plump laughing and talking. And the man said, I don't understand. And God smiled. It's simple, God said. That in the second room, everybody feeds the person next to them. Because love only requires one skill, God said to care for others more than you care for yourselves and by caring for others we end up caring for ourselves we should all be blessed with that kind of caring that kind of loving and that kind of happiness gumar khatimatun everyone please rise for the niela page 4